The Joy FM Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. I have a very special guest in studio with me today. He's a standout in football, basketball, and baseball at Providence Christian, Collins McClintock. Collins, thank you for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me, Corey. So the name of the show is called The Sweet Spot. The reason why I call it The Sweet Spot is because out of all the years growing up playing sports, there was no better feeling than hitting the ball on the sweet spot of the bat. Tell me what's your favorite feeling in moment in sports? Man, uh, I'd say my favorite feeling definitely would be when I'm pitching in baseball, dropping in a curveball for a third strike and getting that strikeout. I love that. That's definitely my sweet spot. Yeah, that's good. Man. So there's nothing better than getting getting the batter out on looking out that's on strikes, right. I should that's say, right. uh, uh-huh. with the breaking ball, man. Okay, so yeah, that's when I thought about doing the show and what I would name my show, man. It was it was like that's what came to mind, man. Out of all years playing baseball, just hitting the ball with so much force and with so much distance, and you don't even feel the mm-hmm. the explosion off the bat, man. So I understand. So that's your sweet spot is dropping that third Definitely. strike on a breaking ball. Definitely. Now. And 2018 was my first year working with Joy FM Sports, and we cover Providence Christian and Northside Methodist as well. In that year, watching Providence Christian just run the ball and that rushing attack that you guys had with you, Jay Wilson Benton, Wise Gordon, and Jacob Bell, like I called it like the four-headed monster. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it yeah. was, man. Yeah. No matter who had the ball, you guys were going to be explosive on the ground. Uh, now, there's a run-and-gun offense, but I called it the run-and-fun offense because you guys are going to run the ball down people's throats and have fun doing it. Definitely. Talk about the double-wing offense and why is it so tough to stop? Um, We really we knew we had a talented team um, before that season, but uh, I think that we realized about halfway through that we had the perfect pieces – for running a double wing attack to just be able to run it, you know, however we wanted to. Because, like you said, we had four guys and, you know, sometimes even more that we could throw in there. But um, just I think the best thing about the double wing was um, it used the talent that our offensive linemen had as well as the running talent that we had in the backfield. Um, Because, in my opinion, we had the best linemen in 3A football. Um, They were just four out of five of them. Um, were seniors and they were just big guys, but they were also super hardworking and uh, pretty athletic for big guys too. Yeah, yeah, man, it was a joy watching you guys. Like I said, just playing and because that was really my introduction to Providence Christian football in person. Like I've heard about Providence on, on TV and you know highlights and stuff like that, but to witness it firsthand definitely uh, was a special sight to be a part of. Now you were you've been a part of a few first at Providence Christian, you know. Uh, First 12-win season in 2018 mm-hmm. with football. First state semifinals appearance in 2018 in football. Mm-hmm. And then first baseball state championship last yep. year as well. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But talk about what it's like to make school history, to be a part of school history. Um, it was really it was really awesome just to kind of see that unfold uh, last year during the school year because I'd through the years I'd been through Providence, we'd always, you know, Football had been a big deal, and we had loved it as students, you know, growing up because you got first through 12th grade, so everybody's, you know, rooting on the football team and stuff. But, like, the school 
really came together with that football team and the one word that summed it up and we put it on our t-shirts and stuff was family and uh i mean it really felt like a family it was awesome man like i said uh we enjoyed every bit of it and being a part of it here at the Joy FM Sports was definitely a blessing. Uh, and you could tell it was a family atmosphere, not mm-hmm. just from the players and coaches on the field, but the fans and the parents, everybody involved. There was a buzz in this area, man. Mm-hmm. You just knew you had that family and love atmosphere that Providence Christian does an excellent job providing uh, throughout the Wiregrass area. Now, I have to take you back to a Friday night where <laughs> – you hit the game-winning three-pointer with five seconds left mm-hmm. over GW Long. Take us through that play that beat the Rebels, and man, how did it feel hitting that clutch shot? Um, well, so we were we were actually um, winning um, with less than a minute in that game, and we were up. But then um, my friend Casey Long from GW Long got an inbound pass and just hit a huge three. He just was clutch, knocked it down, cold, just, you know, ice in his blood. Um, and so, you know, we were kind of hurt. We were like, man, we've played so well. We were going to beat him, but then Kaysen hit that three. Um, so we get the ball back with about 10, 15, well, it was about 20 seconds left. Um, but we drew up a play um, for Coach to go to me for a three-pointer. And uh, so we ran the clock down to about – 10 15 seconds and then we started running the play and uh we ran it um we didn't get what we looked for initially so i started to drive in um but the defense kind of collapsed so i just kind of took a step back and was like you know what i'm just gonna take it so i put it up and it went in and uh you know we got the win um but it felt awesome just because I'd kind of been going through a rough patch shooting over the past eight to ten games, just hadn't been shooting it well, not feeling good. Um, But I really think that that maybe got me on track, and I was just thankful that Coach, you know, gave me the ball in that situation, even though I was going through a rough patch. Man, and see, I'm a night owl. I usually stay up, you know, one thirty, two o'clock. Well, that one Friday night, I went to bed fairly early. I guess I was exhausted from the week. Uh, but I woke up on AL.com and I seen your picture cross, come across and that you had the game winning shot, man. And I was just smiling from <laughs> ear to ear, man. I was like, that's my guy Collins, man. He comes through with the game winning three to get his uh, team a victory. And, uh, man, uh, like I said, I was just super proud of just watching, man. just seeing your picture and then reading the article. And, like I said, with well, your awesome smile in the picture, man, I was just like, that's my dude right there. I was ecstatic when I came across Thanks. that article, man. Thanks. Now, um, with baseball season around the corner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Providence is coming off their first state championship. Talk about how difficult it was not being on the field with the team as you were rehabbing from your shoulder surgery. Um, that was – I've been blessed to uh, experience some good things athletically and just been blessed in my life in general um, with a great family and stuff. Um, so I haven't had many – tough decisions in life kind of that some people go through but this was one of the first things you know that was a tough decision for me because I knew that this was going to be most likely the first Providence team to go all the way and I wanted to be a part of that and but I knew that if I didn't have this surgery and had it later then I wouldn't be able to play quarterback for the football team and so I didn't want to do that um, to the football team and so it kind of came down to I'm not pitching for the baseball team right now, and that's kind of what I do best for them. And I know that um, other guys can step up into this role in the outfield. 
um, and hit on down the lineup. And so, you know, it was, it was like, you know, I'm just going to trust God that he's this surgery right now is the right thing to do. And um, I'm super thankful that I did it then, even though it was, you know, it was tough not being out there, especially, you know, later on in the playoffs when, you know, the intensity is high and you kind of, you just want to be out there with your, with your guys. Um, but I'm hoping this year to uh, have a good comeback season. Man, that's, you know, that's really kind of part of life as we, uh, you know, we come across tough decisions. We pray, we seek uh, godly counsel, which I know you did with your family. And this is, you know, it's kind of what life is about. So I'm proud of you to making that decision that you knew was better for you in the long run. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, you know, not being on the field was tough, but you knew there was other guys on that team that helped step up to help provide that first championship. And I know they were super proud to have you there with them, just your mm-hmm. presence and your uh, your personality and, like I said, just your encouragement along the way. So even though you weren't playing, just your presence still made a mm-hmm. huge difference yeah. on that baseball team. Now, this past football season, you, spe- you experienced a, a special moment with your brother uh, playing football together, Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about how special that was for you and your family. Um. I was it always had kind of been just kind of a dream of mine and really my family's just for us to be able to play on the same varsity team like in any sport um and we finally got the chance to this year and you know he wasn't sure he was going to play um before the season but I kind of convinced him and I was just real glad to have him uh because I think one of the main things he brought to the table was his sense of humor just kind of he kept us all loose in the locker room and stuff and it's just you know he wasn't getting the same kind of playing time as other people was, but, uh, you know, he's just keeping us loose in the locker room, and I was thankful to have him there with me because uh, that's something that we'll share for the rest of our lives, and I'm real thankful for that. Yeah, you guys have a, a very awesome family, very close-knit, loving, uh, God-fearing family, which I always enjoy being around you all uh, no matter where it, you know where it may be. Now, speaking of your family with your mom, Amanda, your dad, George, brothers Cooper and Calvin talk about how important they've been in your development as a player and as a person um they I mean they all have been awesome for me both um athletically and spiritually um just growing up and becoming a man um my my dad has always just really been a great example of basically Christ being the cornerstone of our lives and just how nothing, you know, everything pales in comparison to what Christ does. And, you know, you know, we, we lose sight of that sometimes. We're far from perfect. You know, you lose a game or something, you come home and you feel like you just lost everything. But then you got to remember, you know what, this is, that's not what it's about. You know, it's about it's about Christ. And so he's great at bringing us back to that. My mom is almost even better than him at that because she she keeps us grounded too and you know she'll get fiery at games too but then you know she'll bring us back and she'll be like you know that's not what it's about it's about bringing glory to god and um i really think that um not just the perspective that they've given us um is that's not the only thing they've also you know led by example with that um you know every day at home you know they're not perfect but every day at home they're living out what they're telling us um they're not just telling us things so i'm thankful for that 
Now, as you prepare for your final semester as a high school student, speak on what Providence has meant to you and how it's helped you strengthen your relationship with God as well. Um, man, uh, I think the greatest effect that Providence had on my relationship with God came back in um, about eighth, yeah, it was eighth grade, and uh, it was my second year taking humanities class, which is just English, Bible, and literature. I mean, English, Bible, and history all in one class. And so my teacher was Mr. Ireland, which he doesn't teach there anymore. Um, but, I, you know, I loved his class. But basically, he just kind of gave us a perspective on what school is. Um, it was the first time that I'd heard that school wasn't just a place where you go learn facts, where you just learn things so you know them, so you can move on to college and to everything else. You know, he told us this is about this is about learning things and understanding things so you can answer questions so you can make a defense to the world as to why you have your Christian faith because it really comes down to answering the big questions mm -hmm. in life is you know the most important thing you can take from your schooling and I that changed my view on uh, academics forever now I look at it in a way that um, seeing things through the lens of how can this affect my relationship with Christ and affect how I view other people in the world and how does this answer the questions that involve those people. Collins, man, uh, I truly enjoyed you know talking with you as I always do. Thank you for swinging by the sweet spot, man. I was so glad to, that you agreed to do the show and that you were willing to be here at the studio with me, man. I uh, just know that I'm proud of you and you know, uh, I'm excited to see what God has for you in your future. Man, this uh, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. That was that was Collins McClintock, awesome student athlete in football, basketball, and baseball, and an amazing role model for the Providence Christian School and community. Now, when we return, we're going to continue with another interview with a student athlete from the Wiregrass area. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. I have a very special guest in studio with me today, former Northview Cougar standout and current Auburn freshman pitcher, Blake Burkhalter. Blake, thank you for joining us today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Corey. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Now, Blake, the name of the show is called The Sweet Spot. The reason why I called it The Sweet Spot is because growing up playing sports, there was no better feeling than hitting the ball on the sweet spot of the bat. Tell me what's that sweet spot feeling for you uh, playing baseball. What's your favorite moment just playing the game? Yeah, so I'm a pitcher, so usually I try to uh, avoid the sweet spot as much as possible. <laughs> um, but uh, I love going out there and just honestly a one, two, three innings is a sweet spot to me. That's that's the highlight. So if I get that, I, I'm zoned in for the rest of the game. Once I hit those, those are just like that's just like barreling a ball up. I lo I love doing it. You know, I had Collins McClintock on the show as well. I asked him the same question, and he 
uh, alluded to pitching as well. He was talking about how dropping the third strike on a breaking ball, getting that uh, getting that final out yeah. on a breaking ball, uh, you know, third call strike. So uh, that's something you guys have in common right there is, is that pitching. Yeah. And like I said, that's where your sweet spot comes in. And mine is baseball is too. Like I said, growing up, there was just nothing better than hitting the ball on that part, part of the bat where it was you hit it with so much force and so much distance and you don't even feel it. Uh, like so, that's where it came when I decided, you know, just to do the show and figuring out a name. I was like the sweet spot. I mean, that's that's when I think about sports. That's what comes to mind yeah. is a sweet spot. And so here we are, the sweet spot with Corey Bradley, and got my guy Blake Burkhalter in studio with me. Tell me, at what point did you realize your amazing talents and <laughs> that you will be playing at the next level and playing college baseball? Well, I mean, I didn't see. I'm, I wouldn't say myself I'm amazing <laughs> by any means. Um, I mean, I thank God for my talents, and he's put me in this position. And I didn't really start getting any looks until about junior year. I hit 91, and that's when I started getting some looks. They were looking my way. I threw a no-hitter against uh, one of the top teams in the state and then started to get some college offers. And then that's when I decided I was going to play ball that summer in Atlanta. It's called Perfect Game Tournaments. And so I went up there in Atlanta, and I played. And that's when Auburn approached me. And I was like, this is this is one of the best teams in the nation. So I uh, I really enjoyed going on the visit there. And that's when, I, that's when I knew, like, I need to go to Auburn. Now, you're talking about that game you pitched against Russell County, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, And then it led to you pitching in Atlanta. Did you ever have a moment here in Wiregrass or even pitching in different tournaments where there's certain guys that just was t- super tough to get out? Like, no matter what you did, they just kind of had your number. Did you ever have that moment yeah, uh, that, facing certain guys? That's uh, There's always guys on every team that you just know, like, that's a tough out. They know what you're throwing or they know how to hit uh, your certain pitches, uh, maybe your curveball if you don't if you can't spot it up that well or that fastball you leave on the corner, they're just sitting there waiting on it. Um, but I was a majority fastball pitcher in high school. So, um, Grayson Stewart comes to mind from Providence. He could always barrel my ball up. I, he was a tough out. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, at Northview also, um, John Curtis Summerford, he was a tough out, even just in practice. Like when I throw live, I could never get him out. And yeah. that's just, that it's just people like that just know what, know what's coming and they can, uh, they can expect it and always ready to barrel it up. Now, on that game against Russell County, what man? How did you feel? Like, did you know this was going to be your day, or it just kind of happened and it kind of unfolded the way that it did? Honestly, I didn't think I was throwing that well at all. Um, they were getting on base a lot. I had a, a quite a few walks. Um, I think I hit a guy or two, maybe. Um, and I, my team wasn't hitting very well, so I was like, I was nervous the whole time until about uh, fifth or sixth inning. I think we finally got our first uh, runs, and then I was kind of in the group. I was like, okay, that's some insurance. I know I know, I got this, and I didn't even know I had a no-hitter going. I thought they had gotten a hit in about the third inning, Yeah. Um, but it was an error. So um, I didn't know until the end, and then they were like, you threw a no-hitter, and then I got newspaper interview, and I was, I was really excited, <laughs> but I tried not to show it. <laughs> Man, when I came across that article, I was just, like I said, you know, we spent some time talking sports together, and, uh, man, we'll talk about your humility later in the show, but 
Like, man, Blake didn't let me know how good he was. I had no idea that you were on this level, you know, when you threw that no-hitter against Russell County. I was just like, man, I know him, man. That's my dude. That's my dude, Blake. So, uh, like, so I was super proud of that moment when I, you know, when that happened and coming across that in the newspaper article. Now, uh, you know, you talked about your recruitment a little bit, that Auburn eventually was your choice. What was it about Auburn that separated them from some of the other schools that wanted you to pitch at their universities? I mean, right off the top of my head, it's they have the best, some of the best coaches in the nation, which I believe are the best coaches in the nation. Uh, Butch Thompson is a great guy, and he's a great coach, and everybody uh, respects him and looks up to him. And when I got to meet him, it was just like he was just like it was like a match. And so him, Coach Gabe Gross, actually that played at Northview, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of had that little connection right there. Um, he really enjoyed it. We sat down, and ate lunch together. Um, and the pitching coach that, uh, he's gone now, but Steve Smith, we had a good connection whenever we met. And so just that coaching staff and where they were last year and how they were able to make it that deep into the, uh, playoffs, it's just, that's what made my choice so easy. Now, I know you said, um, in an article that you wanted to start your career as a reliever and eventually become a starter in the rotation. Is this something that you've spoken with the coaches about? And if so, uh, what are they saying that it takes to become a starter for the Auburn Tigers? Uh, yeah, we've kind of sat down and we've had meetings. He's had meetings with all the uh, players and all the pitchers. And they kind of tell you what your role is going to be. And they told me I would be a reliever at first, and that's exactly what I wanted to be. I didn't want to super uh, – starting is a lot of pressure, especially in the SEC on those weekends. And I really just wanted to relieve first year and kind of get the feel of it and kind of feel my way about it. And I've got the – I'm going to be relieving. So this is just exactly what I want to do. And starting – I mean, maybe I'll see it in the future. I'm not too big on it right now because yeah. I've seen all the workload they have to go through and the guys that are there doing it and what what they pitch against every single inning is it's pretty ridiculous. But maybe I'll get there uh, one day, hopefully, soon. Now, as you're preparing for your freshman season at Auburn University, which area of your game are you looking to improve the most? I'm working on a lot more of um, focusing on hitting locations and spots. I mean, I didn't have to do that a lot in high school. That I just throw it, and most of the time they'll just swing right by it. Yeah. Uh, but I've worked a lot more on uh, trying to hit my locations because that's a, a big part of the game now, and you don't want to miss any spots, especially not in the SEC. They'll mm-hmm. just tattoo it across the field. So uh, location's definitely a big point. Also, um, off-speed pitches, I didn't have to use all of those in high school, and those are a big go-to now because everybody can hit a 90-mile-per-hour fastball. It's nothing. So uh, a lot more of uh, – sliders and spotting up my change up on the corners got a, a little more depth to it and so yeah uh definitely off speed stuff now i know you weren't on the auburn campus last year when they advanced to the college world series but in your opinion facing elite level baseball competition and based on what the coaches are saying uh in your opinion what do you think it'll take to get the tigers back to omaha We've got a great pitching staff coming back. Uh, actually, most of the starting pitchers are coming back, and they're healthy, and it's looking good for um, our uh, 
weekend series. Um, we've got a lot of good talent, pretty much all coming back except the left side of the infield. And we have the culture. Coach is always talking about culture and uh, what it means to be uh, a family on the team and all about chemistry. And that's a lot. That has a lot to do with uh, going deep and uh, having a deep run. And so just everybody, you can feel the energy when you're just walking around in the locker room, when you're talking to the guys. Everybody's looking forward to Omaha again because everybody knows that they can do it because all the talent we've got coming in and the talent is still there. So um, it's looking like we're going to have another good run. Man, it's awesome to hear, you know, as a as an Auburn graduate, you know, uh, I went to a few games when I was on campus there. I think Hunter Morris was there at the time and Trent Mummy. So, uh, you know, I enjoyed being there watching games as a student. So, you know, I'll be there watching you uh, in the coming months, you know, supporting you as well. I, I tell Gan all the time, like, man, I'm, I'm going to be there. He's like, let me know. I got tickets. I got you. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be there supporting uh, you as well in the Auburn baseball team as a whole. Now, Blake, when people mention your name, there's two things I always hear, how good you are and how humble you are. Where does this humility come from? Uh, probably my mom always getting on my head about uh, staying humble and keeping your head down and just trying hard because I mean, I haven't always been uh, good and been able to play at this level. So she's always told me there's always somebody better than you. So there's no point in getting a big head or bragging about anything because there's somebody out there better than you. You just got to work hard. So um, I've been working hard through all my high school years just trying to get better because I don't care like how good somebody else is doing. I'm just working on myself trying to get better. And so that kind of just helps me focus on my game and the less I talk the more I can work so I just try not to uh, get a big head and talk about myself man uh, like I said that's like I mentioned earlier in the show like me and Blake have had a few conversations when we talk sports and like I said I'm seeing articles about you against Russell County no hitter and you know like I said uh, Gant keeps me informed as well and I'm like man he, he did not let me know how good he was but man dude that's awesome it's a blessing uh, like you said, you you spoke to your mom and just how she's instilled that quality in you to to remain humble and, and that, you know, keeping God first and being thankful for the talents that you have. But there's always room to improve. You know, I remember my pastor from back home, uh, Pastor Darius Creighton, would always say you should never reach the point where you feel like you've arrived. You know, there's always something uh, more to learn. There's always an area that you can improve as well. So, uh, man, just keep doing what you're doing. And keep that humility because I know it's going to take you far and, you know, in the long run and everything you do. Now, you spoke to your mom, Jill, uh, your brother, Chase. I run, a hint, run into him as well sometimes. And like I said, Gant keeps me in the loop about what's going on in your life. And, you know, I love him for that, man, that he always uh, keeps me informed about what's 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 going on in, in your life, man. So uh, talk about your family and how important they've been helping you achieve your dreams and goals over these past few years. Yeah, they've been a huge part of uh, making it to where I am today. Um, actually, none of my immediate family played any sports ever, so it's kind of been a little different uh, go at it. Uh, we didn't really know what all we were doing, but Gant, my cousin, has helped me a lot uh, over the years. He's put me into positions to succeed and 
I pretty much all, all owe all this to him because he I wouldn't be here without him. Uh, he's helped me so much, and he's just been a blessing in my life. And he's known what he was been. He's known what he's doing, and he's just he's just been a a great influencer. And he's uh he's he's helped me keep uh, my humbleness too. Yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. Uh, Blake. I appreciate you swinging by the sweet spot, man. I've enjoyed having you here. Enjoyed this conversation. Know that I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm one of your biggest fans and supporters, and you know I'm always gonna have your back. Uh, no, no matter what you're going through, man, I'm always gonna be in your corner. So uh, I appreciate you being here today, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Corey. And that was Blake Burkhalter, former Northview Cougar, current Auburn Tiger, uh, an awesome, awesome guy on the field, awesome guy off the field. Uh, someone I'm super proud of, and I look forward to seeing what God does in his future in the years to come. Now, when we return, we're going to close with today's Triple C segment. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. It's time for Triple C, Corey's Closing Comments. And this is what I want to share with you today. Don't fall back into the traps you once were in. You know, we all go through life. We make some good decisions, but there's times we've made some bad decisions, uh, some bad habits, maybe being around people we shouldn't have been around. I want you to know that we shouldn't fall back into those traps we once were in. Once you've been delivered, once you've made the choices to stay away from those old ways of doing things don't go back don't fall back into the traps and the distractions that the enemy wants you to relive all over so as you go through your daily lives just always know that we should not fall back into our traps that we once were in those days are long and gone and always know there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot Stay in the sweet spot for the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.